Blog Talk Radio. up everybody welcome to a very 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 special edition of sports urban legend um along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm william ramo what's up mac how you doing hey what's up man how's it going i'm good man and like i said it's a very special episode it's it's uh the season 10 premiere of uh sports urban legend but even more importantly it is the Ninth anniversary of uh, Sports Urban Legend, you know, nine nine years ago today. You know, we, you know, me, Mac, and all of you listening to to the show right now, or you know, as it replays, you know, we've been on this journey for a long time. Whether you you've been a long time listener of the show or this is your first time show, you know, I want to thank you all for for tuning in and listening to the show and you know giving your support. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Hopefully there'll be many more anniversaries to come. So, you know, I want to thank you, Mac, for, you know, always being on the show and, you know, you know, giving your brutally honest uh, opinions on uh, stuff. So I want to thank you. Oh, thank you for having me, as always. No doubt, man. It's a pleasure to be part of this show. No doubt. So, again, I want to thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And you know, let's just let's just have fun. And uh, with that said, you know, we're going to talk about Jacob Degrom, you know, winning the Young as everybody expected, as he should have. Um, you know, we're going to talk about how Stan Brenner's uh, recent uh, discussions about the Manny Machado um, to the Yankee rumors and his uh, lack of hustle being question, you know, you know, being in question. We're also going to talk about. You know, the the current state of the Knicks, which I guess you can't really say to the current state because they've been like this for the past 20 years with the exception of 2013. Um, and, of course, you know, talk about the Jets and the Giants as they're, they're, the, the season winds down for them. And, uh, you know, also ended off with a little WWE with the, the crazy stuff that happened, uh, you know, this week. Survivor Series week. And then, of course, you know, we're going to give our predictions for uh, what could be an epic uh, Survivor Series favorite reveal event. But most importantly, you know, the number is 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. But, of course, um, yeah, let, let's just uh, dive right into you know, uh, Jacob DeGrom. And uh, as as expected, Jacob DeGrom, he won the uh, 2018 National League Signing Award, which is basically, for those who are not into baseball, that's the, the Best Pitcher of the Year Award, you know. And uh, Jacob DeGrom becomes the fourth Met pitcher to win it behind uh, Tom Seaver, who won it three times. Doc Gooden in 85 won it, and uh, R.A. Dickey won it a few years ago um, 
I think in 2011, his la- his walk year. And now Jacob Degrom, he won it, and with the with the lowest win total in in history, for a Cy Young Award winner. You know he he um he surpasses uh, Felix Hernandez. Uh, you know from the Mariners, who had a 13 and 12 record, um for the lowest um you know lowest win total. But it was definitely deserved because, as we all know, you know, Glee, the fans, man, even McCollin, he's a Yankee fan, gave, uh, you know, Jacob DeGrom more support than the offense gave, uh, you know, J- Jacob DeGrom support all season long. So, <laughs> you know, um, congratulations to him. Um, his, you know, basically, I think, 29 out of the 30 people, uh, writers, baseball writers, voted for him, except for one, uh, you know, dubious. What uh, one guy, um, you know, he he didn't give him the vote. I mean, he gave it to Serger, which would have had, you know, Serger would have won. He would have he would have won three uh, Young Awards in a row and his fourth overall. So, I mean, you know, Matt Serger, he had a phenomenal year. He had 300 strikeouts, uh, I think 17 wins. He had a phenomenal year, as always. But, you know, his team gave him run support. And uh, Jacob DeGrom would have had at least a 20-win season, um, you know, if he was on a good team. And if he was on the Yankees, he probably would have won 30 games (laughs) the way how he was pitching this year. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations to Jacob DeGrom, man. What's your thoughts? Well, you know, it, it was well-deserving, you know. Any other year, you probably – Scherzer could have won. I mean, you could yeah, make absolutely. a case, you know, Scherzer probably should have won. But, you know, uh, these day and age, you know, with the impact of analytics, you know, it mm-hmm. tells teams and it tells uh, fans, you know, how valuable some of these players are on teams. And analytics played a huge role in DeGrom – uh, winning the Cy Young because it showed that if he was on any other team, you know, he he could have had the best um, pitching record in baseball. He uh, analytics yeah. pretty much proved that he was the best pitcher in baseball. You know, his WAR uh, wins above replacement was higher than any other pitcher. You know, and the guy had a one of the lowest ERAs, strikeouts in National League, and he did he would finish the season ten and nine. But again. On any other team, you know, this guy could have had 20-plus wins, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. It, it's well-deserving. You know, I think he definitely deserved it. No no question about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, Steve Summers on WFN, he had the caller, um, the, the writer who, who didn't give the Grom that award. And, uh, wow, that, I mean, it was, a, it was a crazy interview because the guy – he didn't have the the guts, you know, to have the conviction to to explain why he why he voted for Serger. Now, like you said, Serger is a guy who was well deserving of of the award. If the Grom didn't have a historic, you know, pitching, you know, performance all year round, I think he had like twenty seven um, quality twenty seven quality starts in a row, which uh, I believe that was that was a major league record. I mean, his ERA was like, like, one seventy or something, or even lower than that. Right. So I mean, 
Jacob DeGrom had a historic year, you know. There's, there's some people who are saying they've never seen a pitching matchup like that, you know, ever. Or it, it, the closest thing you could say it would be basically, uh, you know, Gooden in 85. Because, um, you know, Gooden, I mean, you know, um, DeGrom, he was just phenomenal. But, you know, every every game was like a do or die, even though the Mets were – like seemingly a hundred games out of out of out of first place the way how they've been they were playing, you know. Other than the the um the last two the last two months of the year and the and April, yeah. you know. Other than that, you know, it's been it was a lost season for the Mets. But every game, you know, he knew if he if he gave it one run, that would most likely be the you know deciding the deciding factor and and give him a loss. You know, he was in jeopardy. At one point, he was five and seven, with a sub two ERA, and he had to, he um he eventually um you know he uh, won his last two starts, uh, so he could get um I think he had to win three to um get out under five hundred. I think his his record was like eight and nine, and then he won. I think he won the uh, the last two starts to make it um to to you know get over the hump and, you know, he finished off with, you know, with a 10 and nine record and his last, um, you know, batter he faced, he, he got the, his career, his, uh, 1000 career strikeout. So, I mean, this guy's phenomenal. Hopefully his former agent, uh, you know, Van, Van Wagenen, who's now the, the, the GM of the Mets will, you know, give him the money that he wanted the ground to get, you know, in the first place. So, Mets yeah. got to lock him up, and Mets got to spend the money. Yeah, Mets definitely have to spend the money on him. No question about that. If they don't, then Mets got serious issues. Absolutely. And and with the rumors with the Mets is that, you know, they're not going to go after Manny Machado. They might go after uh, Josh Donaldson, you know, get him for, you know, on the cheap, maybe of a one-year deal, you know, or maybe a, a few-year deal, maybe with an opt-out. But um, I mean, Josh Donaldson's good. I mean, he had like a off year this year, but I think they they gotta go they gotta go for the big splash. I mean, normally I wouldn't say go after a guy who 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 questions even his own hustle. Mets really need really need his his bat and his defense. They really need that that production. You know, yeah. they haven't they haven't needed production like this since uh, you know before they got Cespedes. And if you want to go even farther than that since Piazza. So they definitely this is def, they definitely need a game changer, a young guy who they could, you know, um build a team around with the young guys they have with Nimmo and, and uh Conforto and then the starting pitching. So that's gotta do this. But uh speaking of Machado, um Hal Steinbrenner, you know, the the co owner of the Yankee with his brother um, Hank, well, wait, I think it was it was Hank or Hal that would that mention it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think it was Hal. Was it? On, and now I'm uh, trying to on the Chino, on the Chino, you saw about, right? Right. It was Hal. Right. So how basically? How, so I was right. I second guess myself. Never second guess yourself, folks. That's that's a that's a mm-hmm. rule in life. Never go against your first guess. Right? <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, Hal Steinbrenner, Hal, Hal Steinbrenner was basically saying um, 
that um that you know they they're you know basically they're they're interested in Machado, but they're gonna have to have a talk with him because any player who questions you know you know who who has um issues with hustle is not the type of type of player that the Yankees want to bring to their team and i I fully agree with them you know i I fully agree with them with that stance because you don't want a guy who's dogging it, especially with all that money that they're they're gonna give them and plus Yankees you know they have that luxury you know. They have a, a, a you know a, a star-studded lineup, and you know we were saying that even before they got Stanton last year. You know they don't need to get another superstar player to put in their team, but you know it's the Yankee way, and you know well, gets them to the playoffs practically every year. So you know Manny Manny Machado and Bryce Harper's name is going to be linked with the Yankees, and and then then again you could even throw in uh, Dallas Keuchel. From uh, from the Astros, who said he'd he'd be willing to shave his beard off, you know, to join uh, the Yankees, which isn't surprising at all because Yankees get every player in the history of mankind. So, what's your well, thoughts on all these Yankees rumors, yearly well, Yankee rumors? I'm hearing uh, another name um, that might be actually a better fit for the Yankees than Machado. Um, I'm hearing a former Met that might be coming to the Yankees. Oh, and Daniel can Murphy? you guess who that is? Daniel Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. I would, be, I would definitely put, do it. Yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be a good fit. You could move him to. He could. He could play. He could play all positions in the infield: first, play third, first. second, maybe left field even. You know, and you have a yeah, Torres. Yeah. Maybe play shortstop. Um, him play second, Murphy plays second, so, and he's and a good hitter, age. you know, and even the age, and right? Even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he fits perfectly for the Yankees, you know. Um, you know, he's a, a, a tough, gritty guy. He he, he he has success in New York. You know, yeah. He literally carried the Mets to the World Series that year, and then he called off significantly when he got to the World Series along with the rest of the team. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he'd be he'd perfect. He'd be a cheaper uh, He'd be he'd be cheaper than uh, Machado, that's for sure. Yeah, I, that would be if I was Brian Cashman, I would definitely make that I would definitely make that move, you know. And you know, I I think it's I think it's gonna happen. To be honest with you, it looks like they're they're leaning towards that right now. And yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, the guy doesn't he fo- he doesn't focus on home runs. He's he hits, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's a three hundred hitter, so. I think he'd, mm-hmm. a, he'd be a perfect fit for that Yankee lineup. And he's a much better power hitter, you know, ever since that 2015, his his walk year with the Mets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, uh, he's been dealing with with, with health issues. and and uh, But other than that, he's, he's put up the, the, you know, the power production. He's a 20-plus home run hitter. Obviously, you know, he's always a defensive liability, even though he plays multiple def- uh, positions. Yeah. But I think it would. I think that deal would work. I think it would be a smart move for the Yankees. Yeah, you know? I think so. You know, especially since Yankees are still trying to stay, they're still trying to not to get hit with that penalty tax. Um, mm-hmm. The luxury you know, tax. The luxury tax. You know, it's, they've been they've been able to stay under because I think mm-hmm. they, what they had a reset from uh, fifty to twenty percent or something like that. So, 
they've been doing a good job of that in the last several years. So, yeah, but I, they're, they're going to have to get some pitchers, you know? Oh, yeah, they definitely have to do that to counteract the newly crowned uh, AL MVP, Mookie Betts, and oh, yeah. his uh, world champion uh, Red Sox. So, yeah, I definitely – they definitely need some pitching. I would definitely yeah. go after Keiko, you know, if I was the Yankees. I know they're, they're rumored to going after Corbin and – and um, trying to get both. Well, yeah, with the Yankees, they, you know, they got that luxury that very few teams have. They could get whoever they want whenever they want. So, definitely, they should definitely go after that. Pitching should definitely be what they're going after. Along with the Mets, Mets need, Mets need some closers and some setup guys. You know, like Mets, Mets should go after Britain. Stuff like Britain, yeah, Britain would be great. I mean, he proved he, he could pitch well in New York. I mean, that's definitely a guy. Ever since he was on Orioles, I want him to be on the Mets. So hopefully they could get him. So we'll see what with that. Um, shifting gears with uh, the Jets, man. The Jets, you know, they got the bye week. But it's been all downhill ever since, man. Uh, you know, Darnold, he's regressed significantly. The, the bye week came out of, you know, comes at a perfect time for the, the Jets. And uh, when they come out of the bye week, uh, the next week after this, they're going to be facing the Patriots. And, um, you know, it's not going to be good, man. So what can I say, man? They, they got their butt handed to them the last game. Like what was it, forty-one to ten to the Bills? So you know, ain't gonna look good, man. This season is basically dead, and Todd Bowles is in the hot seat. You know, they haven't uh, they haven't been playing well at all. You know, I mean, Giants have been playing bad, but uh, well, Giants have been playing worse. But Jets, mm-hmm. you know, that there, there was some hopes earlier on in the season there, but then mm-hmm. the last four games or so. They haven't looked good at all. I mean, Darnold is—he's looking like a rookie, you know. He is. Definitely looking like a rookie, um, a bad rookie at that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. Right now, nothing is going good for the Jets. I mean, that loss to the Bills on Sunday—that blowout, that—that—that that, that was an ugly loss. I mean, there's that no way. That put in the coffin. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're gonna need to shake up some things in the off season. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, Get some offensive players on that team, and yeah, like he's they're rumored to be going after Lavian Bell, but kind of like the Durant situation with the Knicks that I'm, we're we're going to talk about briefly in a few minutes or so. Um, he, he's not. I don't see Lavian Bell coming here. I know. I mean, rather Jets are the favorite, but this dude literally just said not too long ago that you you know it don't matter if they give them if, if the Jets give them a hundred million dollars. He, he's not coming to the Jets, and the Jets haven't done anything with their culture to to um, to change that. Yes, they got a, a a a great young quarterback in Darnold, you know, with uh, potential. They they got money, you know. Thanks, thank God, since they didn't go after Cousins, Cousins, you know, played them. They have a lot of money to you know to save, so they could make some moves to to change this franchise around. But Le'Veon Bell literally said he don't he would he wouldn't come to the Jets, so I don't see that come I don't see that happening, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I could see him coming to, to the to the Giants more, even though Giants you know got Barkley. Then I could see him with the with the Jets. 
But yeah. that, that's how it is. You know, it's uh, it probably wasn't a good idea to start Darnold, you know, this year. You know, probably yeah, should have started McCown or, you know, kept they a, should have never traded the other a Bridgewater. That's, Bridgewater, that's, that's yeah. the whole problem. They should have never traded Bridgewater. I know they got, like, some, you know, draft picks out of it. But it would have been interesting to see if they used Bridgewater because, you know, they have – you know he, you know he's a, when healthy he's a, you know a fast young guy with, with right. potential. McCowan, you know what you got in him already. You know, he's like a poor man's uh, um, uh, Fitzpatrick. You know, in my opinion, he's he's just he's just like he's just like Fitzpatrick, who's going to be battling the Giants. You know, yeah, with with the Tampa Bay Rays. So, and. Uh, Mayfield has been looking good for the Browns in the meantime. Mm-hmm. The other quarterback yep. in this draft, you know, starting to show flashes. Yep. So there's always going to be that uh, that big debate over the quarterback draft class of 2018. Mm-hmm. Which quarterback ends up winning a Super Bowl, becoming the best? Right. Hopefully, Darnold can still be that guy. Hopefully. Uh, this is the Jets' 50th anniversary, but it looks like the drops still going to continue. But, um, yeah, shifting gear to the Giants. Um, you know, they're going to be facing Fitzpatrick. You know, they got a nice win, you know. But, you know, it's uh, the season's too late now for the Giants as well. Yeah, too little, too late. But uh, it was a nice win. I mean, they played very good on uh, Monday night, you know. Eli played well. Odell caught two touchdowns. Offense looked good for a change. You know, and defense was uh, eh, a little so-so, but um, they got that win, uh, even though it was, it was a close game um, down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, it's too little too late. I mean, they're still, you know, what, six games in the 500, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, You think they're going to get the W uh, against, uh, you know, Tampa Bay? And they should. It should beat the Buccaneers. They'll be home. The Buccaneers are not that good of a team, you know. Commit a lot of turnovers. They have your the Jets' uh, former quarterback Fitzpatrick coming mm-hmm. to town. Right. That should be a good matchup. Uh, Giants should win that game. Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, get that. You know, get get back on the winning winning uh, side. But then again, you know, yeah. season's too late. Yeah. And maybe uh, quiet the bench, Eli. Chatter. Yeah. But uh, shifting gears, you know, with, with the Knicks and, and, you know, the whole Durant um, drama with him and Draymond Green, um, Durant apparently was uh, lip-synced. People, uh, you know, apparently say that he, he, he said, you know, that's why, I'm, uh, that's why I'm out, which, you know, people are alluding to this is him, you know, basically talking about him leaving the Warriors and, going to possibly the Knicks, but as much as I'd love to see it, I don't know if Durant wants to do that because the only way I could see him coming to the Knicks is to prove that, hey, you know, I'm a great player. You know, I'm an all-time great player. I could, even I can resuscitate the Knicks. That's the only scenario I could see him coming to the Knicks. Other than that, um, I don't see him coming to the Knicks. And literally, just like I was mentioning about Le'Veon Bell, Durant himself said that he would never, and I repeat, never sign with the Knicks. So 
You know, if someone literally say that they're not coming to the team, I have to believe them. I know the saying, the old saying goes, never say never, but until someone signs on the dotted line, I'm going to take what they're saying at face value because I know from personal experience, so many players say that they're going to come to my respective teams, and then the last minute they sign with another, with another team. Derek Lowe was supposed to sign with the Mets. He signed with the Braves. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Juan Gonzalez was supposed to sign with the Mets a long time ago. He's, he signed with, I think, uh, Texas at that time. A-Rod wanted to come to the Mets, but he signed with the, the Rangers, then got traded to the Yankees, and the rest is history. So until a player signs on the dial line, I'm, I'm not going to take their word for it. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. Especially for the and Knicks. Especially the Knicks. The Knicks... Losing culture is not enticing him at all. Nope. At all. I mean, the Knicks, they were playing, you know, well, they were losing, but at least they had effort to start the, the, the year. You know, they had a lot of lottery pick busts who were actually, you know, trying to live up to their potential. And you could see they were, they were playing hard. Yeah, they, sure, they didn't play good defense, but you, you could see the effort was there, that there could have been a genesis of, a you know, a decent team who could, Maybe in a few years, if they get some star players to come here, it could be a playoff-bound team, you know. But they've re- regressed significantly. And there's not, I mean, the only good thing about it is that it makes them one step closer to possibly being uh, Zion Williamson, you know. But as we all know, the lottery picks, you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Right. So, guarantee, and you know, Knicks haven't had a, a number one pick in the draft and since Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Patrick Ewing <laughs> in '85. So, yeah. again, like we said, we'll believe it when we see it. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. Speaking of believing when we see it, man, let's let's talk about our Survivor Series. And uh, there's some dream matches that are coming up in, in this pay-per-view event. But uh, let's start off first with uh, the Cruiserweight title. It's uh, Buddy Lee defending his title against Mustafa Ali. Sound like a right to uh, a Nation of Domination member. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking Buddy Lee to retain his title. He he beat uh, Cedric Alexander at the um that uh that uh, Australian event. I forgot the name of the the, the event. It escapes me at the moment. A few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Buddy Murphy to retain the title. Also. And uh, moving up, you got the Team Raw, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the Revival, the B Team, Lucha House, and the Ascension versus Team SmackDown, which is the Usos, New Day, Sanity. Um, the Good Brothers and the Colognes, which is a, which is uh, Epico and Primo. Um, let me see. Who can I see winning this? Um, I guess I'll say SmackDown. About SmackDown. you? Um, that's a tough one. I like Team SmackDown's team. You know, I yeah. they're loaded. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with I Team SmackDown also. I think Team SmackDown is better. 
I mean, the, the Raw has has Rude and um, Team, but yeah, I think I think Team SmackDown is loaded compared to the other one. Yeah. And then you got AOP Raw Tag Team Champions with Drake Maverick managing versus uh, the Bar, which has Cesaro, Sheamus, and uh, Big Show. Uh, I'm picking I'm picking uh, SmackDown the the bar to win, even though AOP should get the win since they're a young up and coming team. But with with Big Show in the on the thing, and they're pushing Big Show, I, I think uh, Big Show is going to be the X factor for the bar. Bar bar key, gains the bragging rights for SmackDown. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bar also. All right, then you got Team Raw, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, uh, and Natalia, and Ruby Riot with um, Alexa Bliss, uh, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan um, as the ma- the managers, and uh, Team versus Team SmackDown, which is Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and a person to be named later. Um, hmm, this is. I'm I'm picking Team SmackDown, and I think that the the person who's going to be named later will be the X factor for them to win. I'm going to go with Team Raw. I think Nia and Tamina are pretty much going to eliminate all everybody on Team SmackDown. It's going to be I can an ass whooping for days. I can see it. You know, you mentioned that. Yeah, defeating defeating uh um. Yeah, Tamina and uh, Nia Jax. That's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a test. Yeah. I wonder you who this what? special I... woman on uh, yeah SmackDown is gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be Mandy Moore since uh, Sonya Deville is there. I don't know. Or maybe Paige comes out of uh, maybe Paige is able to fight. Or, hmm. No, no, Paige's Paige's inj- Paige is, you know has a serious injury. If she gets if she gets hurt one more time, she could be paralyzed. So sign well, up be Paige. Maybe it could yeah. be um Nikki Cross from uh Sanity. She she did make her debut um last week, you know, when she fought against Becky Lynch. So that, that uh, could be a possibility. Um so I'm I'm picking I'm picking Team SmackDown because of that reason. I mean Team Raw, you know, they got a loaded uh off you know well, you said Loaded, Mandy Rose, uh, right? I'm thinking it could be either Mandy Rose or Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm thinking, yeah, Mandy Rose would be a better idea, you know. That could, yeah, I could see Mandy Rose being the fifth one. I could definitely see Mandy Rose. She'll get her ass kicked, too. But, bad. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Nikki Cross would be a better one because Nikki Cross, you know, she, she, you know, she's very popular in uh, NXT. Yeah. So I, I could definitely, and she's crazy. You know, I could definitely see, I could definitely see that dynamic. It, it would yeah. be like having a, like a Scottish Dean Ambrose, basically female Dean Ambrose. You know, in the or in, or know, it could team. even be Natalia. Who knows? Oh no, no, uh, is Natalia. Natalia. Natalia's on Team Raw. Sorry, <laughs> she's on Team Raw. Yeah. I think she defects. <laughs> right, she defects. That's the twist. Or um, or I'm thinking um, um. Um, maybe Nikki Bella. Um, it's a possibility. It is a you possibility. Because Nikki, Nikki's on the SmackDown, right? Uh, didn't she also? Didn't she also Raw? 
Is she? Is uh, yeah, I think she moved to Raw when she. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. With uh, what's yeah, her name? Right. Uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Right. We're right, gonna right, talk right. about in a few minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm picking Team SmackDown, even though Raw has the advantage. You know, they have like, um, like three, ch- three or four champions on that team. They have Mickey James, Nia Jax, uh, Natalia. I don't think Tamina ever won a title. Has she? Has she won it at least once? I don't think so. I think that Oda remembered that. I don't think she's ever won before. Not to my knowledge. And then you got Ruby Riot as well. Oh yeah, um, that team is yeah. loaded. So I'm 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 gonna pick I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Team SmackDown, even though Raw has the advantage with the two behemoths and uh, you know Nia Jackson, uh, Tamina, those powerhouses. Oh yeah. But um, what was I gonna say? Team Raw has Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, um, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley, with Baron Corbin as the captain. Um, versus uh, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. You know what? I'm gonna pick Team Raw. I can't. I can't go. It's kind of like what you're saying about Nia Jax. You know, you, it's hard for you to vote against. You know, pick against them right. to win. But yeah, I, I think Team I think, Raw also. I think Team Raw is gonna win. I think yeah. Braun Strowman's gonna be the last survivor. Maybe, maybe even Bobby Lashley. Could Finn Balor be Lashley? Lashley. <laughs> Yeah, Leo Rush is going to be there in his corner as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my pick right there. And then you have my dream matchup that I wanted to see for years, especially at WrestleMania, and that's going to be Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, with, of course, Paul Heyman in his corner, versus Daniel Bryan, the newly crowned WWE Champion after Daniel Bryan turned heel and uh, won the title from uh, uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles, snapping his 371-day uh, reign as the WWE champion, dating back to last year, so, uh, around Survivor Series. Um, what was I going to say? Um, it's definitely looking like Braun. Uh, man, I can't pick it. I want to see Daniel Bryan win. Uh, I can't. I gotta pick Brock Lesnar. I can't. I can't. As much as I love to see Daniel Bryan win, even though he turned heel, Brock. I gotta pick Brock Lesnar. I mean, this, I I can't go against Paul Heyman. Like, every time he's like, it's not a spoiler. It's. I mean, it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler alert. And every time <laughs> I pick against him, and he's always right. I'm pick. I'm picking Brock Lesnar to win. The end. I think That's Brock Lesnar is going to win. Also, even though. You know, I, I'm disappointed. I wanted to see the rematch between AJ and Brock Lesnar. I really wanted to see that, you know. So that I was a little disappointed that Brian won, but, you know, this is a dream matchup. I understand that. You know, and it could turn out to be a good match. But I, I always I wanted think, to see this match for years. Because yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan said he wanted to see this match. He wanted to have this match at WrestleMania, you know, have the David versus Goliath match. You know, it's not going to be... Uh, a, a truly David Goliath match because Daniel Bryan's a heel, but it's basically going to be that dynamic. You know, Daniel Bryan don't have a shot, you know, 
it's going to be interesting. I mean, see, I, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan turning heel could have been uh, was probably a little too early, because yeah. you you would want Daniel Bryan as a good guy going against Lesnar. He already has the eyes against him. I mean, I, I think this is a match you probably could say from WrestleMania, maybe. Oh yeah, and, and then there's. There's another match we're going to be talking about that they 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 were originally going to say for WrestleMania, but uh, continue. Yeah, but I wanted to, I really wanted to see the AJ uh, versus Brock Lesnar match. And now AJ's not even on the damn pay per view now because of that. The hell. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's gonna he's gonna probably go on. Well, yeah, that is true. Unless he could end up on Team SmackDown somehow. I but I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is true. So he's um, he was going to beat him this time. Yeah, I mean, there's that possibility. There's that possibility. But, yeah, yeah I, it, I it did cross my mind. Once, once uh, Paul Heyman was talking about, oh, you know, Daniel Bryan's the greatest of all time, I'm like, okay, maybe they're hinting at the, this uh, dream match feud that, they, that, you know, that Daniel Bryan's been talking about it ever since you know, he had a semi-retirement for the past two or three years. And then Daniel Bryan came out, and then, you know, he had the feud with him. And then once once Styles said he's going to put the title on the line, which made no sense whatsoever, I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, maybe this might happen. Maybe this could happen, you know. And then, of course, Daniel Bryan turned heel. And uh, once he knocked the guy into the referee and you saw he turned heel, I'm like, oh, shoot, it, it, it's going to happen. And sure enough, it did. Well, I was rooting for Daniel Bryan. I won't lie, even though you know I do like AJ Styles as well. But I wanted to see Daniel Bryan as a champion one last time, yeah. as a good guy. But hey, I'll take it anywhere, anywhere I can. And I definitely wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. So well, I'm happy with the, the change. Hopefully, this match doesn't end for Daniel Bryan like it did against Sheamus years ago in that title match. I hope. I hope not. Remember that we all remember that. Oh, oh yeah, that it was a ten second match, eighteen second match. I mean, is, I remember uh, that. I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Uh, AJ Lee kissed him in the mouth, and then as soon as he turned around, broke kick and got defeated. Um, yeah. Yeah. Move, moving on with Seth Rollins, Intercontinental Champion versus uh, Nakamura. What you said? If Daniel Bryan has screwed both AJs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then, right, I guess you could say that. <laughs> and then afterwards, um, oh, yeah, versus Tenshke Nakamura. Uh, I'm picking Nakamura hands down. Daniel, uh, Dean Ambrose is going to interfere and cost him the victory. You? Uh, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. All right. Oh, okay. I'm I'm surprised about that, but yeah, I think he's I think he's going to lose thanks to Dean Ambrose. Uh, but moving on, finally, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Um, Ronda Rousey is the, the woman's champion. She was supposed to fight Becky Lynch, but due to what happened on Raw when Nia Jax accidentally punched Becky Lynch too hard and caught, suffered her a, a concussion, which you know took away the dream match of Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, champion versus champion, the Survivor Series. Um, now she's going to, uh, you know, Becky Lynch picked uh, Charlotte Flair, her longtime rival and former best friend, to uh, take her place. And uh, this, match is, this match was rumored to be 
the uh, WrestleMania match coming up. And now it looks like, as a result, now Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch will be the WrestleMania uh, draw match, you know, uh, at the Meadowlands coming up next year. Um, you know what? I was thinking Becky, I want to see Becky Lynch beat her because Ronda Rousey needs somebody. She needs somebody who's like her rival because Ronda Rousey is just running roughshod on everybody. I was going to pick Becky Lynch to win. Um, well, actually, I was going to pick Ronda Rousey to win. I wanted to see Becky Lynch win. Um, I think, I think Ronda Rousey is going to be Charlotte. I could see it go either way, but it, it would make sense for for Ronda Rousey to lose to someone on SmackDown, the champion of SmackDown. Uh, you know, just so she can keep her undefeated streak against, you know, people in her in her uh, brand, and she won't lose the title. So I was originally gonna pick Becky. I wanted Becky to win, but uh, I think Ronda Rousey is gonna win either way. You? Yeah, same. I think Ronda is gonna win. Well, there you have it, folks. That's uh, our picks, man. You have anything you want to say quickly? Uh, just check out my show Saturday um, at 11 on Block Talk Radio. I'm Mac. And check out my show, Sports Urban Legend, every Saturday is at 11. And check out my YouTube show, Sports Urban Legend TV. Again, I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. And I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to the ninth anniversary show. And have a wonderful and blessed day. Peace, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.